0: What's up guys? Welcome back to Unfit, a healthy-ish podcast. I'm your host Sam Myers and this is the show where we learn how to optimize our health in order to maximize our lives. I wanted to start up front with a little bit of an announcement from Allie.
1: Allie, take it away. Hey everybody, hopefully you recognize this voice and haven't forgotten me and know that this is Allie speaking Um, As Sam is probably explaining, or about to explain, I have made the decision to step back from the podcast. It's not because I don't love podcasting. I am extremely proud of what Sam and I have built, and I've really enjoyed what the past few years have looked like. But as I'm thinking about what I want the next few years of my life to look like, I'm learning a lot. I'm reading a lot. I'm thinking a lot about big life decisions. And I just think the thing that's going to feed me most and heal me most in this time of a lot of life contemplation is time affluence. And as you can imagine, all the work that we put into the podcast is a huge commitment. And, you know, credit to Sam, who's looking to continue to move forward doing the podcast in some capacity but it's really the type of job where you're always on because you're always thinking about how you're going to spin a story to bring it to the show or who you want to next email to get on the show and researching that person etc cetera, etc cetera. so while that has really fueled me in the past i think i need to take a step back and take some time for myself um, so with that said, um, Sam will be taking over some things to see through podcast endeavors, however she chooses. And I fully support her in that. Thank you for your understanding. Bye.
0: Okay, me again. That's right. Allie has made the decision, the difficult decision to leave the podcast and it's a decision that I think she's been milling over for a while and one that I totally respect to Allie's point this show was something that we created we started back in 2019 I came to Allie with an idea and I really wanted a partner who was going to keep me accountable in making that idea come to life and actually someone to make me hit publish because recording is one thing, but actually editing and distributing a show is something entirely different. And keeping a consistent schedule and doing both of those things or all three of those things is not easy. Of course, when we were hit with a global pandemic, we had to completely shift the way that we recorded the topics we recorded about, but it allowed us to really focus on making this show a reality simply because there wasn't a whole lot of other stuff going on. And so I think since then, life has pretty much, for the most part, returned back to normal. We do have COVID spiking a little bit in New York, which isn't great, but for the most part, we're back to our super busy pre-COVID lives. I feel like a completely different person since 2019, even though in my head, 2019 will always be, quote, last year to me, which is insane because it's been four years since then. But that's what really allowed us to make the show what it once was. And since then, our lives have only gotten busier. Allie spoke a little bit about some of the health issues that she's been facing in the last couple months to a year. And so I completely understand why she felt like she needed to take a step away from the podcast. And I completely respect that decision. So I echo everything that she said. I'm super proud of the product we created thus far. But I am a little nervous to commit to doing this alone. (laughs) This is, this being, me looking at my phone to record some video for this. Right now I'm in my parents' basement. That's a whole other story I'm not going to get into right now. So maybe in another episode why I'm suddenly randomly here this weekend. But um, this part isn't easy. For me, it's it's always been the the prep work is a little bit more difficult. But the actual sitting down, recording asking someone questions, learning, laughing with them, that's the part that I think comes really naturally to me. And doing it by myself is not easy. <laughs> that being said, this is something that's brought me so much joy over the last three to four years creating, and I want to keep creating it, even if it's going to completely change the the format of the show, the cadence in which I can publish the show, the guests that I get to interview, that's all going to shift. But really for the last year, we haven't been consistently producing a podcast and it's something that I want to make a priority in my life because this is like a second therapy session for me almost. So all that to say, I'm sad that Allie is not a part of this anymore, but we're still great friends. We will still be eating chicken wings together and rooting for the Bills every I want to say Sunday, but you know, sometimes they play on Mondays as well. <laughs> now that they're a pretty good team. Um that first game though. I was embarrassed for Josh. <laughs> anyway, I I don't expect this to be A walk in the park for me. And I already know that because I have tried recording this episode several times already. (laughs) So, anyway, I wanted to start off with that announcement. Being that it's a pretty big one, Allie brings up something in her recording that I think many of us close to 30 are starting to think about. And that is, where do I want my life to go? I think, you know, cold take, you're on a certain track, probably from birth through at least high school in most cases. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to go to college, your actual real life doesn't start until you're 22. And I heard a TikTok a few months ago where someone talked about how... You're when you're 22, 23, you're in your freshman year of life. (laughs) So it's okay if you fuck up. It's okay if you make decisions that you immediately regret, or you try something and then you immediately want to try something else. We're just getting a feel for what's out there in that time. And I think it's the same reason why the internet loves this joke of. I'm just a 28-year-old teenage girl. Like I don't really I don't really know. I'm just I'm just a teenager. <laughs> it's all the same thing. It's it's us getting comfortable with being vulnerable and feeling vulnerable when you're a teenager. So I think there's a lot um there's a lot to that experience that that everyone feels when they first get off of the hamster wheel of Okay, I go to middle school, I'm going to high school, I'm going to college, I'm in my career. I think it happens again when you've been working for four to six or seven years and then you start to decide, am I going in the direction I want to go? And I think there's a reason that your Saturn return, if you're an astrology girly, happens around age 28 to 30 31. This is what I have read. I am by no means, as you guys know, an expert on anything astrology. When Allie talks about not knowing really if if this is a project she wants to continue in terms of how she wants to spend her time and the direction she wants her life to go in the next few years, I feel like everyone's been feeling a little bit of that as we inch closer and closer to 30. And I think that it's never been more evident that everyone is on a completely different path because now I have some friends who are all engaged (laughs) or married with a kid or kids. That's super exciting for them. And I can't wait to meet my one friend from home's son. He's so cute. Um, Or friends are going to grad school, medical school, dental school. Shout out Adriana. And at the same time there are people who are starting their own businesses and I feel like I am not moving in any direction in particular right now but I want to be I'm just not exactly sure which way I'm gonna go I feel like a lot of my friends and myself included are on the precipice of some really big life changes, and I think Allie is starting to feel that as well. I wish she were here for me to talk to her about this, (laughs) but I'm not going to suck her back into the podcast. That was something that I said I wouldn't do, even though I feel awkward recording this right now by myself just because it's been so long. My issue is that I feel like I'm on the precipice of something great, and I don't know what it is. So I got to figure that one out. (laughs) But I think something inside me knows what is going to or could happen for me. And so over the last really year, since last October, I want to say, I've been in some way, shape or form, whether I know it or not, preparing for it. And it's only since I reflected on what's been going on for me the last year that I could sit with all of those experiences and, and take a step back and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really investing in myself more than I ever have before. So I don't, I can't remember since the last time we recorded an episode was quite a while ago, where I was at, um, or I don't remember exactly the last time that I spoke about this, but Last year, I hit a really low point mentally where I was just tired of feeling like shit all the time from the food that I was eating. I was nauseous kind of randomly on and off, and I couldn't identify why. And my skin was so bad to me. I'm sure some people experience worse. Some people have better skin, etc. cetera. But for me, it was the worst that it had ever been. And it made me not want to meet new people. I didn't want to go on any dates. I was more nervous presenting in front of a group of people. And I just felt like a teenage version of myself. And I thought that at 27 at the time, I shouldn't have to feel that way if I don't want to. And so I remember having a moment where I had just started seeing a naturopathic doctor. I had done all these lab tests. I did, if you're curious, I did a stool test. Super fun. um, Something called a Dutch test. The third test that I took was a SIBO breath test. So that was something that you normally go in and do in a lab. But I did it at home with this testing kit. You basically breathe into a bag. You prick part of the, there's like a piece attached to the bag. You prick a test tube onto it and it releases air into the tube. It's so I thought that I was like for sure messing it up. (laughs) The test was expensive to do. Um, There's nothing to see because it's just you're collecting samples of air, (laughs) but you basically do it and then you drink this fluid and then you take the test at 20 minute increments for three hours and it measures how the fluid is digested by your GI tract. So after all that testing, it was confirmed that I had maybe a slight gluten sensitivity I know that's not like a clinical thing but since I was working with a naturopathic doctor the way they look at the test is a little bit different and I also had tested positive for SIBO which is small intestine bacteria overgrowth. So there was definitely an issue that I could point out and be diagnosed with which is was good because it felt like a relief. It wasn't just like a I keep going to the gastroenterologist and they just keep prescribing me medication to take occasionally when I feel bad, but it wasn't really giving me an answer of what was happening exactly. So I felt good about that, but in a strange, fucked up way, I was also hoping that I had a condition like PCOS that would explain why my acne had gotten so bad. And after all that testing, I did not have PCOS, which of course is a good thing. I wouldn't be... It's not that I was wishing to have a problem. I was wishing for an answer or a diagnosis to the one that I already had. But that wasn't it, It wasn't PCOS. Um, And so I just remember sitting in my room and reading the email from my naturopathic doctor, her confirming, like, it might be this, this, but it's definitely not PCOS. Like, you have a very normal cycle. Good news to receive and I just cried because I still felt like I had spent all this time and energy and money trying to get an answer for everything and I only got part of the way there and this was when I still had so much work to do to heal my gut and I had to then cut out gluten, dairy, like any added sugar for six weeks starting in October. So that took me through the entire holiday season up basically through my birthday when I turned 28. And so I was pissed that I didn't have an answer about my skin. I was annoyed that I had to do all of this at a really inconvenient time. And I didn't really feel like anyone understood that. And so When my naturopathic doctor said that I may be experiencing anxiety, (laughs) as if I didn't know that, um, she recommended a therapist who I have been seeing ever since. And she's really made a huge impact in my life. And I think that if you can afford it, you should absolutely invest in therapy. Number one way to invest in yourself and every relationship that you have in your life. So it wasn't until I had been working with my therapist for a few months and I had cleaned up my diet. I only had to do that for six weeks, but I did find that I feel a lot better day to day when I'm not eating gluten in every single meal because that's what I was doing, basically. So after all of that, I was so patient in waiting for my skin to clear up eating differently, eating at different times. None of it made a difference in my skin. My skin was exactly the same as it had been before I started seeing this this new doctor. And so that's when I decided that I was going to take Accutane. And that might not be like a huge decision for most people to make, but I feel like the way at least where I grew up and based on the people i knew who took it and didn't it was it didn't have like a great pr when i was in high school like the people who took it were people who had really really severe acne at 15 or 16 at that time i didn't so i didn't really ever think that i should or i didn't think i qualified for it and i know that there can be very severe mental health side effects to it And at one point or another, I was convinced that if I took this drug, it would make me want to kill myself, which is not how it works. (laughs) Now, I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not a doctor. Duh. You guys know that. But because I felt like I was taking care of my mental health really well, I was eating healthy, I was exercising, I felt more comfortable giving it a shot. And throughout the entire time that I took Accutane for, the, for five months of the year, I don't think that I really had any mental health struggles. So I was very lucky in that. But seeing the naturopathic doctor and taking Accutane, those were two of the biggest things, aside from therapy, that I've done in the last year to really invest in myself and my future. I feel like I have lots of energy now because I, I'm eating much healthier than I ever have most of the time. My skin is finally not something that I have to think about every single day, which is really nice. It's not like a I took it and then all of a sudden I'm so much more confident and I can do anything. I think that was always in me. I was just frustrated with having to feel like I needed to cover my acne all the time and Now I feel okay going out with no makeup on. I have a little bit of makeup on right now, but it takes me so much less time to do my makeup in the morning when I'm going to work. When I'm talking to clients on the phone or on Zoom, I don't feel like I'm a 16-year-old with imposter syndrome cosplaying as a 28-year-old with a job in tech. I feel like I am a qualified, strategic individual contributing to a team and it just makes me not have to think about it as much. That's what I've been doing, really, in the last year. I know that doesn't sound like a ton, and it really isn't. But <laughs> it's all for me, and it's all about me, and it's my life. And why shouldn't it be that way? More recently, I did get an aura ring, which I will flaunt right here, Um I've only had it for like two weeks, so I can't exactly rely on the data to track everything yet. But it's really cool to track my sleep, and I will eventually be using it to track my cycle, which I am excited about, if you can't tell. Oh, so another really exciting thing that I've done in just the last few months to invest in myself kind of goes along with the feeling like the best version of me feeling like I'm not a past version of myself living in the present feeling like I am 28 I am qualified to be here I have value to add to you know this situation that conversation this business etc is finding my style yeah That's not easy for me. I always say my most stylish year of my life was when I was 14. I was in eighth grade and I was just, you know, trying everything out. Middle school started the latest in my hometown. So, all the bus, the busing system would take everyone to school. They would take the high schoolers first, then elementary school, then middle school for whatever reason. So, I had a lot of time to get ready. It was when I first started experimenting with makeup and jewelry. And I was hidden up Forever 21, like once a month, getting some shit jewelry that turned my neck and my earlobes green. And it was super fun. <laughs> it was the best. But since then, and especially since working from home for two and a half years, I feel like I had lost all sense of my personal style. I basically realized that I was getting stressed out by having to get dressed, which sounds insane, but it was something that I didn't look forward to at all. I was wearing the same like three outfits to work, and that was fine. But then when it came to, oh, I have to go to a uh, dinner with friends or I have a birthday party I'm going to or literally anything other than going to the office and coming home, I would stress out and I would feel like none of my clothes fit me. I didn't understand how to pair items together to make an outfit, and I thought that this is... I shouldn't be stressed about this. Like, this should be something that's fun when I want it to be, or chill when I want it to be, and so I hired a friend from home. Shout out Nicole. Check her out, Styling Confidential. Um, I'm going to likely have her on an episode so we can talk more about this in depth, but... Um, There's no reason to be stressed out getting dressed every day. That's the one thing that I have to do every day. I can't walk around naked, so got to put some clothes on. (laughs) And right now I'm in the middle of my sessions working with her. There's a couple different um, options she has of ways you can work with her. We started out by cleaning out my closet. Then we did some visualizations to identify what my core values are so that we can make sure those are implemented into my closet and every outfit that I would put together can have those words in mind. And next comes the building templated outfits and making a mood board part. And I'm so, so excited for that. We're going to do that in, I think, a week or so from, from now. So I'll have her on to talk more about that. But all of that to say, I am really trying to level up my life here, and I am not someone who takes risks easily. So I want to feel really prepared to jump into whatever is next for me, even if I don't know exactly what that is. Could I start my own business? Maybe. Do I become a personal trainer, which is something that I have wanted to do for a number of years? Perhaps. Or do I go full send in my career and really try to level up, become a director, manage a team, et cetera? Those are the paths that I see in front of me. As well as, you know, meeting someone nice, family, kids, move out of New York, suburbs, etc. That would be great. But right now, what is grounding me is focusing on how do I become that version of myself that's ready to make those types of decisions, that isn't afraid to make those decisions, that doesn't get nervous to put herself out there, record this type of podcast by myself, even though it's very different from what I had grown really comfortable doing with a really close friend. How do I prepare myself for that journey? Throwing in the J word, journey. Here we go. That's really all I got for now. So we're going to see what this episode turns into. I got a lot of editing to do. (laughs) And I hope that you will like, rate, review, and subscribe. Send this to a friend if you feel like you know someone who's also trying to level up their life. If you're trying to level up your life right now, I see you. I feel that. It's not easy. And it's going to be worth it. I do feel that to my core, but for now, thanks again for listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye.